You have sought the correct spellcaster, Traveller. For the sorceries I conjure and control can shape this very universe. The planes of the material realm are at my bidding. What? You just... You need a story? A fable? One of these again. Well, a simple historical scry is what you're after. Hold on, let me check it to see if I have the components. Yes, yes, we shall be fine. All right. Hello and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. We interrupt the fable of the Moon Peak pilgrimage to bring you briefly back to the Fletchley family. A trio of spellcasters whose fates are entwined with that of the fates of Drake and Hellion. This short fable was recorded live at the Improv Conspiracy Theatre in Melbourne. This is The Igneous Ignominy. and I shall be your dungeon master. Behind my screen, I have a whole world prepared and I have dice and statistics and rules to help me simulate that world. And playing through it, I have a, a group of players uh, who are going to be playing out as uh, daring heroes. Um, they have no idea what I've prepared and I've got no idea what they're going to be doing. So we're all just gonna be making it up as we go along. Um, now. Before we get started, I've got to introduce you to these players. The first of which is played by uh, is a character called Tarquin Fletchley, and he is played by Jeremy Gamble. <laughs> Tarquin is a wizard. He uh, dresses very practically. He keeps. Uh, a long obsidian staff with a pewter demon's head uh, at the tip, which he treasures. Uh, he's got platinum blonde hair. He's very pale. He almost looks sort of sickly. Um, <laughs> he, uh, his robes are very sort of tightly bound battle robes of a mage. He's <laughs> very stern and serious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the next player is... Jessica Greenall. <laughs> Holding her chin high, she is also a member of the Fletchley family. She is going to be playing Persephone Fletchley. Again, platinum blonde hair tied back in a braid behind her head. She's got very fine uh, clothing, a lot of, lot of uh, like almost like a, a gown of sorts, but tied in certain ways <laughs> to make it to make it more practical. Uh, she's, it's like she's come straight from the high society 
of uh, kingdoms mixing with kings and queens. She wears fine jewelry on her fingers, uh, and there's just sort of like an air, <laughs> an air of magic follows her. Like the the hairs on the back of your necks stand up on end just when she enters the room. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> the next player is Owen Vandenberg. Druid. He is playing a sort of rather unkept man, also a Fletchley, as he is playing uh, Thistledown. He's long since gotten rid of his uh, more civilized name. Uh, he's been living in the wilderness for much of his life, so his sort of brown hemp robes reflect that. He's got sort of like moss growing on parts of his clothing. Uh, he's got a salt and pepper beard. He seems to be about maybe 50 years of age. He doesn't care much for civilization. <laughs> These three Fletchleys are part of a well-known wizarding family in Drake and Hellion, the world that they live in. There was once great controversy over their house in the way that they controlled other wizards and spellcasters through a great monopoly on magic, but that was since torn down by these three as they rebelled against the rest of their family. And ever since that day, they've just been trying to stick together and find their place in Drake and Helly. We see Persephone sitting in the tower of a very old wizard known as Jinkum the Orange. It's quite a well-kept room uh, there is a large leather armchair that this old wizard sits in. You can see that he has orange robes flowing down, a wand that he keeps just in his hand. Um, Tarquin and Thistledown aren't there. Persephone, thank you for getting here so quickly. And I'm sure that your uncle and brother should be here soon. I wouldn't count on it, but yes, they should <laughs> Well, I'd, I'd hope so. They, they get here soon, you know, I would only summon you here if it was of the utmost importance. And that if I would only gather us all to me. Okay, yes, they're going to get here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that they should arrive any minute. Yes. I... Now, the reason you summoned me here Perhaps, maybe it'd be best. No, we're not going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've like been some... here for half an hour. <laughs> Would you like some tea, maybe? <laughs> I could get tea. Another tea. He flicks yeah. his wand and a kettle over across the room lifts up and you can see sort of like steam uh, rise up from it as it starts to boil and it moves over to another cup that floats next to you and there's just paws hanging in the air. Thank you, you are most kind. Um, <laughs> it's at this moment that uh, Tarquin and Thistledown arrive. Sorry we were late. Oh, that's Uncle right. spent 15 minutes looking at flour. <laughs> it was very important. How it, was it important? It no. had white petals and a yellow centre. I've never All seen right. one. <laughs> <laughs> 
lived in the woods for 30 years and I've never seen one before. Right, you're here. Did you take the flowers? No, yeah. of course not. I'm a druid. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? It's not, we don't need to get into this this town. It's, it's fine. Please, just take a seat. No. It seems that there's a great problem that has befallen my way that unfortunately I'm not able to disclose to you. Oh, well, well you I know, no, no, no. <laughs> but I have a task of which I sincerely beg of you to complete. There's a friend of mine. Her name is Demir the Tempest. She's a very powerful witch. She lives um, up on the Amber Crag volcano. I have not been able to get any messages to her for weeks, and I was hoping that perhaps you would go in my stead to deliver this message. How are you sending messages? Well, I was sending ravens, but it seems none of them got there, and then... You know, volcanoes work, right? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of hot air. Birds can't land, because they're <laughs> getting thrown up by the upright. <laughs> All the more reason. Well, I couldn't even send a, a, a magically arcane transmitted message. It seems that Demir has, has locked herself off for some reason. So if you would please give her this letter, but do not open it. Hold on. Did you make me wait? <laughs> well, I just didn't want to explain it multiple times. <laughs> I will, I will cast, I will cast the circle of teleportation to transport you just outside the mountain. Uh, it seems that I can't manage to get anything closer. Um, and then if you could make your way to the summit where Demir lives and deliver this letter. Are you listening, Tarquin? Tarquin. <laughs> I can see you zoning out. All I can think of is, is this Demir attractive? <laughs> That's Dark word. inappropriate. No, it's very hard to find someone. <laughs> Do you think it's perhaps because you, before you've even met someone, the very idea of them, you're already hitting on them? <laughs> Most certainly the case. Tarquin, don't be weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very close friend Thank of mine. Just focus on your own stuff and then you'll meet people in the course of it. And just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to your uncle. Yeah. What are we doing? Please give this letter to me. But don't, don't open the letter. It is of the utmost importance that this remain secret. Your lives could be in so much danger should you know what is in the contents of that letter. This letter. That letter. All right, letter. <laughs> now, time is of the essence. Oh, is it now? <laughs> <laughs> Very much to the point that... Oh, there's, there's a spell I know that should help you track the time and he mutters a few arcane words under his breath and moves his wand around in a figure of eight and suddenly an hourglass floating appears next to you. Now, 
for as long as there is sand at the top of that, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> but please, if you could deliver that letter and get back to me by the time that the hourglass <laughs> has not let all of the sand drop. So you see, it's an all interesting right, I get method. It. <laughs> The sand goes I get the it. thin part. All right, okay. Thank you very much. So you'd like me to teleport you now? Yes. Please. Okay. Well, maybe we should do this outside. Uh, Does it matter? Not really. It's All just right. quite... <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite a windy spell, and I've got a lot of things in it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you see the, the, the hourglass just follows behind you, floating. There's sort of a slight magical glow behind it. Uh, Jinkum starts, like, tracing a circle around you. Um, and you suddenly see like all these arcane runes light up around and sure enough there is a great wind that starts whipping around in a circle until you can like barely see the wizard standing there sort of frail and like shouting at you please don't open the letter don't open the letter just don't no Within a matter of minutes, uh, on uh, at the base of this mountain, uh, you can look up. You see like dark, stormy clouds, um, and just sort of like a lot of uh, like you can just see this sort of dark uh, rock, very, very volcanic. Um, you can see like occasionally like a few birds of prey drifting overhead. Um, you can see in the distance. Nothing at all. <laughs> you see just like the, the landscape slope upwards. Um, you can just very faintly see uh, small wisps of smoke coming up, but it could be just the sulfur of the mountain. Looks fine to me, let's go. <laughs> you guys start going up? We do. Yes. Sure. So as you start to make the climb, um, you notice sort of like the ground become very uneven. You have to like make your way around large fallen boulders and structures that have tumbled down uh, the mountain. Um, there's very little vegetation at all. And eventually you make your way up to a cliff um, and you see sort of strung May I do a perception check to see if there are any cool flowers around? <laughs> <laughs> There is a flower with white petals and a, a yellow in the center. Two in one day! <laughs> Hi! Oh, and then I look up at the hourglass and then I... Yeah, you see the stones <laughs> training down. Um, what you see after you, after you all look up from the flower is uh, sort of maybe like 30 feet up, there is a group of about five figures climbing, they are like strung by rope um, uh, across each of them and the one at the top seems to just make their way up over the top of this cliff before it starts bringing each of them up and you see them just make their way over. How high up are they relative to us? Uh, maybe 50 feet. I'll do a perception check for <laughs> any uh, distinguishing insignias or harbour types, or something that would identify them. That's how my brain works. Uh, natural 20. You, you with your keen eyes just... And 
you, you spot that each of them are dwarves, and uh, they seem to have, like, uh, a lot of sort of climbing equipment, like ropes and pickaxes coming off. They're collecting pittons as they go up. You see there's one at the top that has spotted you from the bottom, and he just waves. And you can just faintly hear, Hello! Hello! What are you doing down there? And sort of gesture at the hourglass. Like, we're on a we're on a tight schedule. Can we borrow your rope? You just see him turn to like the other dwarves that are there, and there's like a bobbing nod between all of them. They throw down ropes that uh, dangle all the way down to the bottom, uh, and each of you climb your way up to the top. Um, with the ropes, it's not too hard, but you do have to wait for a little bit as you Tarquin was climbing up at the top, and his arms start to get tired as he gets near. Um, and there's a brief moment of tension <laughs> where you think you might be falling, uh, but you manage to get hoisted up, uh, and you're greeted by uh, five dwarven faces, um, each with sort of like thick black beards. Uh, there's one with like a horned helmet that comes up to you. What in bloody hell are you doing on Amber Crag Mountain? It we're on a mining expedition. We've been going up this mountain for a week. We haven't seen anybody. You just came up right behind us. Yes. <laughs> How? You brought us the ropes. <laughs> no, over there. I swear we would have spotted you. Wizards. Magic. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> well, let. <laughs> We don't mean to crash your expedition, we're just, we have to reach someone at the top. Sad. Reach that witch who lives up at the top. Correct. Yes. All right, I've heard bad things about her. Most of the stuff, there's a lot of dangerous things on this mountain. And uh, this expedition was, was warned against all of them, but at the highest cost it was her. Uh, so. Why so? Well, there's rumors of her transforming people into other things and refusing to transform them back. Like, there's even a story about how she used to live in some, I believe it was the courts of Gendale, uh, up north in Hellion, and she transformed a prince and a jester into goblins, in front of everybody. What were they before? Goblins can have royalty. Oh, no, yeah. I see that. I was accidentally being a bit racist yeah. to goblins. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose there is a goblin. Or a jester. Uh, they were humans. <laughs> Who is to say that being a goblin is any worse? Well, like, I mean, we get raided by goblins a lot, and they're quite nasty, and they like to stab you in. Have you met a goblin? Killed a few. <laughs> that does not make you okay. Okay. Um, so, hold on a minute. Then... What we we just need to get this letter to her before this hourglass okay. is up. Well, kind of thinking that you've got a rope. Would you like some rope? What? <laughs> or you could just help take us up there. I mean, are you helpful? <laughs> Do you just look behind the screen? Uh, no. <laughs> I just saw you just look behind the screen. Did I? Did I ever? <laughs> Who's to say what screen's my behind? Lots of screens around. No. Well, we're not going to be taking you exactly to the main threat that we've been saying we're going to avoid. Can you tell us how to get up there? Oh, yes. So if you just... <laughs> if you just take the main pass, there's a, a 
a magma tunnel that you can go through. But again, that's also <laughs> ill-advised. But it's the fastest live way. Live magma or a tunnel formed by magma in the past? You know, I was just told the magma tunnel, by the <laughs> and I said I'll give that a miss. So we gotta go up the rest of this cliff to get to our mining spot. What are you mining here? Uh, we are mining. <laughs> Need her dice from? <laughs> Gold. <laughs> on a tight schedule, so I'll bid you do. Uh, and the dwarves set about climbing up uh, the, the cliff face. You can see the sloping path upwards, um, and you guys travel onwards up to the magma tunnel, or do yes. you? Yes. Do yeah, magma well. You didn't give us many options. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> magma tunnel, yes. So you guys walk up this uh, sloping pathway, um, and the air starts to get a little thinner. Um, the, you sort of smell the vague sense of sulfur. You can see that there's ash falling from the sky very subtly and it's settling over your clothes and in your hair. Um, <laughs> it, it tastes horrible. <laughs> it's ash. Um, and you sort of enter through this tunnel. You can see it's very odd structure. It doesn't seem naturally formed at all. It's almost like the cave as you enter in, it's very dark and then it lights up. Um, you can see the glow of lava pools uh, around, and there seems to be like a narrow stone walkway that you can walk along to the front. Um, there, every now and again, the lava like bubbles and spits up, uh, and some of it shoots out onto the stone in front of you, and it cools into hard rock. Um, is, what would you like to do? Right, to press forward. I will take the lead, Uncle. Tarquin, I think you should take the lead. <laughs> I ready a ray of frost and just hold it at the ready for any lava that may spit my way. <laughs> so uh, there's a few times when like the lava does bubble up and there's just like, and you just um, and <laughs> you catch it and you slap it away. <laughs> Persephone. Um, you notice the vague outline of a face in the lava. It sort of looks like a very thin, narrow face, almost coming to a point. And you see sort of one bubble that's been bubbled up for a while that almost looks like the top of a head that thistle down and Tarquin. Oh no, thistle down notices. It's just, it's just Tarquin who doesn't see. <laughs> is it ahead of Tarquin or is it like? It is, it is maybe five feet away from Tarquin just as he's walking. Tarquin! Tarquin! Just stop for a second. Tarquin does not stop. Hold back. Hold up for stop. a moment. You just see it start to move Forward. through the lava. Um, and then a rather like large oh, no. magma, sort of almost like a wave, like surges up and onto this pathway just and this sort of like serpentine figure clutching this long metal trident comes up out of the water. It's got like long fins over the back of its head. It is like pulsing red hot. Uh, it's sort of got this strange elfin face along the rest of it. And it just rises up in front of you, Tarquin, standing maybe a foot taller than you. <laughs> Greetings, flesh beasts. What brings you to my chambers? Post? <laughs> Post. Post. <laughs> Post for whom? For, uh... <coughs> Dim 
Demir the Tempest? Demir. Demir the Tempest, who transformed me into what I am here and banished me to live in the lava. Did we say Demir? <laughs> are you... Are you be, is this I'm being deception? a deception. <laughs> I'm doing it. Do you yeah. say anything else other uh, than... No, that's all I say. <laughs> Demir? <laughs> are you sure it wasn't that? Because that's the person I hate. <laughs> Definitely not. Who could you be giving a letter to? Me? <laughs> a letter for Silibar, the living flame? <laughs> Who could it be from? If you, if you touch this letter, will, it, will you burn it? Which letter? The one. Are you joking? I'll hold it up for you and you can read it. Do you have a different piece of paper? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> there is a letter that's there. Hmm. Or are you doing an illusion? Are you just... Oh, yes. Where's my letter? <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't know that. Let's show him the letter. I really... No. I don't think he can just read that. <laughs> what about the... Give me my letter. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you joking? Is this an illusion? <laughs> Here, read this letter. No. <laughs> Thank you, this is so considerate. Don't, don't read it to us, it's, it's purely for you. My sweet demeanor! No, <laughs> he lunges to attack you, Tarquin. <laughs> so immediately his body like rides up. You can see he's got this long snaky tail behind him, and his as his hands clench around the trident as you like hold up this letter towards him, it just like plunges down at you. I've um, seen a vision of this. Yes. See, yeah. so Tarquin is a wizard of divination. And occasionally, he'll get visions of the future, seconds before it happens. <laughs> I've had a vision of <laughs> amazing dexterity. <laughs> sure enough, Tarquin slips and falls just at the right moment. <laughs> and the, the uh, trident scatters along the, the stone floor behind you, and it seems to, as it sinks into the stone, it melts it somewhat, and he draws it back and just. <sighs> You lied to me! Thistledown, I believe it is your turn. Alright, I cast uh, Shalala on my staff. It just imbues it with magical power, and I hit him in the face. Okay. <laughs> so, Thistledown, you, as you like, grab your staff and mutter a few words in uh, the fey tongue under your breath, um, there's almost like a drift of leaves like wafting in from behind only to be like cinders um, and your staff hardens and you step up and smack him across the face. Um, it seems that he was like bending down to just check the letter just as you come in close <laughs> and you smack him over the head and his head like dips into the lava slightly. <sighs> Persephone, what do you do? Um... I... <laughs> He's made of fire. Yeah! <laughs> Do you have a specific spell you would like to use? I would, but I don't think it'd be that effective with fireball. <laughs> <laughs> you can 
try anything in this game. <laughs> Uh, I choose. I choose invisibility. Okay. <laughs> so, as, as your uncle and brother scramble fighting against this, Persephone just <laughs> and you vanish from sight. Uh, Tarquin, what do you do? from the ground? I cast sleep. Um. So you just. Twist your, your hands upwards, mutter the few words under your breath, and a smoke whiffs from the end out of the mouth of the uh, pewter skull, and it just hits this beast as it comes up. And he slowly just drifts to sleep. You can see his breath heaving in and out. You can see that his fins glowing red hop start to cool to a dark blue. Persephone, you are still invisible. <laughs> I can still talk. <laughs> you step over the creature gingerly and uh, make your way out of this cave. Are we far enough in that we're like we can talk at normal volume without worrying about waking you up? Yes, just as you sort of go through these tunnels. You really tarquined that one up, didn't you? <laughs> How else were we going to get past it? How did that help? <laughs> we show it the letter, then we have a yeah, bit of a fight, and then I put it to sleep. How does the showing the letter do anything except <laughs> having opened the letter? Now when we do deliver it to Demir the Tempest, it will have we been tampered open. with. Well, we just tell them that this guy with a trident she turned into that thing, read it. Done. She's going to have no reason to believe that we haven't read it, so I guess we have to read it now. <laughs> because of you, this is your fault. Yes. <laughs> not reading it. I mean, it's been Still open. It's not your mail. <laughs> Look, I thought there was going to be some enchantment on it. I thought someone who read it would just die. Valid. Hey, we've seen, we've seen some weird shit. We've seen weird shit. Alright, just read it. Alright, can I do an arcana check to make sure I don't see any kind of like curses on this person? Because they didn't actually. Now. <laughs> I do it quietly, so it looks like I'm like just like. <laughs> it you don't think there's any curses on it. I don't think there's any curses on it. Alright! <laughs> my sweet Demir, too long since we met last. Too long since you stole my heart. Oh, what? Cent centuries <laughs> move by so fast. He's very old. <laughs> Must we now remain apart? Oh, it's a poem. <laughs> Sorry, I've stuffed it up. I've just been throwing in my own bits. How I long, long since we met last. Too long since you stole my heart. Centuries move by so fast. Must we now remain apart? How I long for the tender and experienced touch of your witch's fingers. <laughs> Tower, comma, want to come over. Hold on! It's a booty call <laughs> by mail. Dash orange. Yes, it is. <laughs> what? Good. You would have loved it. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have been sent on this mission 
to get Jinkum the orange some booty. <laughs> you just hear in the distance, <laughs> run, and you guys run out, and eventually you come uh, outside, uh, and you are seemingly uh, very high up. Um, you can see like almost all the way down back where you started, um, and you can see maybe like 200 feet up. This is quite a craggy climb. Um, you can see the crest of this volcano, and just near the rim of it, sort of like thatch hut many other thatched hut towers coming off of it, uh, with some purple smoke rising up from one of the chimneys. Purple witch. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I've read books about it. Uh, purple smoke coming out of their houses. Is that? Are you telling the truth? Is this, okay. <laughs> do you need to do an insert? Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Why is there a timer for this <laughs> 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 Your characters, your characters say this to each other, and there's just the expansive silence at the top of his head. <laughs> well, I guess we start climbing. I'm actually kind of curious about what would happen should the time arrive. <laughs> I mean, it certainly seems like something significant. It floats behind you just <laughs> happily. Oh my. Came this far. Yeah, I didn't want to talk to the lava man again. <laughs> Let's keep going. All right. As you as you wander up, uh, making your way carefully, um, as like the terrain is sort of like every now and again you take a step and like a lot of stones and rubble just rush down the mountain. Uh, but eventually, uh, you make your way close up to this house. Um, you see this figure flying through the sky. Um, the three of you, and you, you sort of see it as like a large black bird almost, and it's like and like carrying underneath it seems to be uh, like a big net uh, it's like wriggling around um, and it swoops over and lands on the side of this cottage up at the top of the tower and crawls in. Could we see what was in the net? Listen down, as you there, you get a natural one. The <laughs> uh, the sort of like there's a you get a little bit of ash in your eyes, and just by the time you manage to clear it out, the figure has disappeared into into the house. There was a bird. <laughs> yes. All right, thank you. You stand in front of uh, two. Uh, Sort of heavy oaken doors. You can see the door handles are made of this black metal, um, and they're sort of like gargoyles' uh, heads sticking out with these big rings hanging around their uh, clamped in their jaws. You do. I can grab one of the goblin <coughs> handles and knock on the door. So you. Oh, I hide the letter in my robes, by the way. Okay. So as you. Uh, slam this uh, knocker down. Um, it lets out like this loud uh, banging from the other side of the door and you just see just like a slot open up uh, in the side of uh, the wall and rolling down almost like a bowling ball being set up, um, a crystal ball just and um, you see 
uh, a face appear in it, sort of out of the cloudy smoke. You can see it is a very old woman with large grey hair. She has a, a purple hat on her head that comes up to a point with a wide brim. Um, Hello? Hello? I'm taking no apprentices today. Be oh, off. We're not apprentices. We have a delivery for you. A delivery? Yes. For me? Yes. Are you... Are you Demir the Tempest? Yes. Show me the delivery. Uh, and I pull out the, um, the flower. You pull out the flower? <laughs> so you pull out the flower. Is that a flower? It's got white petals and a yellow center. <laughs> I have never seen that flower before. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on in. open up um, and there seems to be like a, a very uh, traditional witch's cottage. There is a large <laughs> cauldron bubbling in the centre of the room. Um, there is like wall, uh, there's a, there are like different sort of paintings hung on the walls of seemingly many different wizards and witches. Uh, there is a small table with a pestle and mortar. There are seemingly books and papers scattered around the room. Um, there's nobody in the room as you enter, um, but from a stairway uh, across the room, you hear the pattering of feet, and eventually... Welcome to my home. Please give me my flower and leave. <laughs> Just a moment. My name is Thistledown Fletchley. This is Persephone Fletchley. She is my niece and very dear to me. That's Tarquin. <laughs> <laughs> The Fletchleys. I've heard of you. You don't have a particularly good reputation amongst the wizarding community. Nor do you, I hear. No offence. Offence <laughs> <laughs> taken. It's <laughs> <laughs> a horrible thing to say. I know I said, said it, it but, yes, but I just turned people into goblins and other things. You killed wizards. For good reason. Good reason, bad reason. Killing wizards is killing wizards. Look. Take your... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bellamy! <laughs> Bellamy, come down here. It's dinner time. And you just see clambering down the staircase is a giant bat. Uh, and it's sort of like coming down. You can see it's sort of like little foxy head come in. And uh, Demir goes over to the cauldron and like, bangs it a couple of times, and a big wooden spoon starts stirring in the pot, um, and that giant bat comes over and starts dipping its head in it and eating from the pot. Oh, it was a bat! <laughs> I thought it was a bird. <laughs> Some druid you are. <laughs> Got him! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> We saw this bat approaching with a sack full of something. Yes, there were some people uh, on my mountain the taking dwarves. some Dwarves. Yes, they are dwarves. What, what, what's... You... Well, they're not dwarves anymore. <laughs> what have you done? Well, 
I just gave them my specific brand of justice. <laughs> Which was? They're all pigs now. You can't just do that to people. Apparently not. That's why I live on a volcano. <laughs> but if you come on my volcano, I'll probably transform you into something else. Is that a threat? Now, now, who is to say that pigs are any worse than you? <laughs> Whoa! What? Pigs are very intelligent. They sniff out truffles. Which are delicious. <laughs> truffles aside. <laughs> Thank you for delivering this flower, but I'm still confused as to why you came here. What you're doing on my mountain? Well, originally we were sent here because a wizard named Jenkin the Orange wanted to know if you were up. Wanted <laughs> <laughs> to know if she was up. Yeah, just simply just wanted just to know how you are. Did he say anything else? Or? He did say some other things. But anything specific? Well, before we get into that, you're not the only one with a strong sense of justice. That's correct. Is that a threat? Oh. Yes. <laughs> well then. And she flicks uh, her wand up into the air, and you feel yourself being transformed from that of a man into a tiny little bunny rabbit. How do you like that? You're so cute. <laughs> well. Hang on a minute. This is ridiculous. Look. You can't just go around turning people into... <laughs> Please take... Oh, no. Nope. Okay, suck it up! <laughs> Your sorceress, magical uh, energy and aura, uh, just, it, the spell, like, pings onto you and just evaporates across your skin. That usually works. That's my main go-to. <laughs> Guess not. Yes. I, I, this, is, this is mean. It's a always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rules check. I'm a druid and can turn into animals. Can I do some kind of save to break out of this? You can just tar transform out whenever you want. Right. Enough is enough. Look, we've run a new mission now, aren't we, Tarquin? Yes. We're going to put a stop to you and your transformations, uh -huh. you old witch. <laughs> okay, it's not an insult, that's just... Okay, well, I just thought... <laughs> Said in that way, it might have landed. <laughs> no, all right. What are you going to do, exactly? I turn back into a human and a hitter in the head with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> You conk this old lady on the back of her. <laughs> and she just passes out onto the ground. <laughs> However, a giant bat in the centre of the room oh. lifts oh, its head yeah. from the cooking pot. <laughs> 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 oh god. Starts closing in on you, Thistledown. Alright, can I turn into a giant bat as well? Yes, you may. <laughs> <laughs> that is your last shapeshift. Um, for, as today. You, for today, <laughs> not ever. And you, you morph from that of a human man into the giant bat that mirrors it. This is a way better booty call. 
<laughs> and it just launches into you, uh, and you scramble. Oh, okay. Just gonna try and talk to it, but all right. <laughs> would you? Would you like to? We can speak back, just, right? Yes. All right. Are you happy here? <laughs> what do you mean? Does she take care of you? She takes care of me. Do you feel free? Guess I'm not allowed to leave the mountain. Not allowed to leave the mountain? You can't, you can't hunt for your own? Has he got a tear in his eye? <laughs> and to them, is this just... <laughs> between the two of you. Where do you go? Yeah, where are we up going? The okay. So as, as you go up the stairs, you see uh, like they might come back down. Thistle down as a bat, you are soaring over the mountain uh, next to your new bat friend. It's really great up here. I love flying. Um, you two, you, you enter a chamber that's just full of cages and you see just uh, uh, four pigs and one ball uh, in a cage. Tarquin, uh, enough is enough. They all start snorting and gathering like close to the edge of the uh, bars as soon as you guys approach upwards. What happened? What have you got against dwarves and pigs? <laughs> Nothing. I, I'm really more concerned about time. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. All right. Well. We better release them at least. I'm very concerned about Jenkins' libido. It's going to last very long. Is that what you think it is? Yeah, it must be, really. Okay. All right, well, I, I think just taking a little pill and it's only got a certain amount of time. No, no, no. Let's just get them out. South. Okay? Let's just get them out and then we'll. I don't know what you can do. If you, if you let them out on the volcano, they'll, they'll Just crackle roll up. Down. 
Well, Uncle! <laughs> you, you do How get... many pigs can you carry? <laughs> what are you saying? What are you, what are you saying in bat? I think he's counting. Three. He said three. Three okay. pigs. Oh no, was that six? Do <laughs> bats count in ones or twos? <laughs> in bat, I'm counting one, two, three. But like, in a funny accent. Yes. <laughs> Making the assumption it's one, two, three. Okay. Good accent. Okay. okay. Uh, so I point out a distant mountain to the bat and I say, My people are from there! We have a great cave with a beautiful colony and they will welcome you. It's only two days flight. <laughs> Is there anything I can do to ever repay you? Do you know how to break the spell on people that get changed by Demir's magic? It takes a lot of effort for her to cast it, it seems, and to make it permanent is very different from the usual one she casts. It should wear off in an hour. Ah. So it's probably fine then. <laughs> I guess goodbye. Oh <laughs> Do you become do you become a person again? Yeah, I'm back to back to ship form. So what did you guys get up to? We carried an old lady up the stairs. Nice. <laughs> I think we have to carry her back down. <laughs> Not a bat. Is she still there? What, she... she's, she's still she's on the ground. Right. Unconscious. You, she's breathing though. <laughs> good. <laughs> you gave her a good whack. <laughs> Alright, so what do we think? Should we wake her up and get her to change them back? Is that... Is that how it works? Is that... Is that I, I told think, him the thing I, the bat said. Yeah, <laughs> he, okay. he tells you the so things the bat said. Oh, great. So wait, just Let's just let them know. Runs out and out. Runs out and out. Let's not wake her up. Let's definitely not wake her up. Are we... Do you wake her now? <laughs> how much... How, no, we're not, we're not gonna wait. Can we see how long the timer has, roughly? So yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you see that. You know this much. Oh, it's about, yeah, right. This is the information you have. You really need to go. Look, I say we wake her up. We give her her letter. I cast a minor illusion to make it look like we've never tampered with it. And then she'll be so riled up with the idea of <laughs> with uh, with our friend. Mm -hmm. Bunky Badunky do. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's just go. That's, that sounds like a good enough plan. You can do that if you want. So you cast a minor, you cast a minor illusion over the letter, and it seems as though just as it's folded, that the wax is unbroken. So we just leave. Is that what you do to, to wake her? No! <laughs> um, at first she doesn't wake, and then just after like a few moments, she's <laughs> My head! Oh, hello! Yes, one of your cast iron pots <laughs> fell from the shelves oh, and hit on the head. Really that seems so weird, they're so securely fastened! 
You know, 90% of all accidents happen in the home. Especially when you live on a volcano. Look, before we're off, there is actually a letter from Jinko. A letter? Yeah. All yours. Goodbye. Will these pigs be fine in an hour or so? <laughs> oh, we'll bring them with us. Oh, right, we'll bring them Wait, where are you going? Oh, back to Jinkum. You can come with me. Oh, really? Oh, why? Uh, I think I might visit him. Would you want to visit Jinkum? It's so noble of you. That does seem awful. Well, look, we wouldn't turn our noses down at a, a lift. A lift, sure. Thank you. A little rusty, but I think I could cast a circle. Any time now. <laughs> what is that, by the way? It's just a. Just go. We've got a soup cooking at home. <laughs> Starts casting the circle, she hops in it. Oh, my head really hurts. <laughs> and together you just start whirling around, the wind whips up, and um, suddenly you're transformed outside of Jinkum's tower. It's like crooked bricks across the you can see the little village that sits nearby. Um, you guys don't have to come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. By the way, here you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 He's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> she like heads in, um, and you just hear a sound. No! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I seem to be leaving. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> you see wind whip around her and just <laughs> disappears. <laughs> and you are left standing outside, drinking the Orange's Tower. Maybe for the last time. <laughs> I'm not going in. No. I want what he's having. <laughs> That was the Igneous Ignominy. You had Owen Vandenberg as Thistledown the Druid, Jess Greenall as Persephone the Sorcerer, and Jeremy Gavin as Tarquin the Wizard. You had James Coloppy there on the dynamic music and sound, and Millie Holton as co-producer of the live show. Due to some technical issues and some scrapped audio, it may actually be some time before the Moon Peak Pilgrimage returns. After releasing a few live shows, I shall be taking a hiatus. Fate and Fables will return, and the Moon Peak Pilgrimage shall be concluded. Uh, I just need to take some time off, uh, since it's just me producing this show. That said, thank you as always for listening. The live shows were so much fun, and hopefully we can do them a few more times in the future. And equally, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll be able to come along. If you enjoyed this show, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, and send a message through our website, fainfables.com. 
Uh, you can also tweet at us uh, with the Twitter handle at Fate and Fables. That's all for this week. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables.